celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. You know the difference between Jeff and Jeremy and a U.S. savings bond? One of them eventually matures and earns money. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. You know, you're playing Modest Mouse underneath us right now. Um, Their drummer died on New Year's Eve. Um, He had uh, cancer. Uh, They they were pretty tight-lipped about it, and um, they they, um, also didn't know about it until it advanced pretty far. Um, They've already announced shows uh, in the upcoming, or this year. This year they're going to play in August. Well, they've been they're playing gonna... from what I read, and he wasn't able to to play. Uh, he played some of the shows. He got clearance, but his cancer was at stage four. He was on chemo. He was on radio. Whatever. He, he, you know, his body just I think was done fighting, and uh, he died. So they must have already made plans. In is what you're saying to re, you know move forward, even though he was one right. of the founding members of the band. I mean, he was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure that it was band, tough for everybody. That band now looks like the Dave Matthews Band when they're on stage. Uh, there's like, uh, I don't know, 25 people in the band. And, uh, I remember when the band came out, there was three. Yeah. It's, a, it's quite, uh, that band has taken on quite, uh, a drastic shift since its early days of yeah. three dudes driving around in a uh, cargo van. And, you know, you know, being from Washington, uh, we were very fortunate enough to work, uh, or go to school and go through a radio program that put on a, t- benefit show and modest mouse before they were really anybody came and played and we got to meet them and uh i i didn't really i i think i said hello to the guys i didn't like hang out but i think there's some of the well, guys and they were, were like smoking the opener on like them. a four-band bill i mean it was it was it was like you know it was like everybody's like oh who's the, who's this band? they were young they were kids yeah I mean, yeah they're younger than us so um sad news to you know losing the drummer and all but you know uh i'm glad they're still making music i mean they're a great band and look at this. I mean, they went on to do uh, have some hits later down down the road, right? They had oh, their yeah. hits that kind of launched them. Quite a catalog. And then it was like a decade later that they, you know, came out with Float On. Yeah, it's it's quite a catalog that Modest Mouse has. Um, so there's the bands going on. The reason why I, I even bring it up is, one, you were playing the song. Two, I was kind of shocked that they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to play some shows um, because – of what's going on with the Foo Fighters. Everything's up in the air with the Foo Fighters. But that was so sudden and not expected. You know, it's it's different when you you can plan for something and then you can't plan for something. Um it's just uh it's it's just weird. I I I, I immediately I thought um, first thing I thought of Foo Fighters. I was like, wow, Foo Fighters aren't <laughs> you know, we haven't heard anything from them. It's been quite a while. This guy died on New Year's Eve. And uh, Modest Mouse is like, yeah, we got his replacement. We're, mo- we're moving. We're forging ahead. <laughs> okay. I pay everybody in that band. A lot of, a lot of band members now. Um, I, I don't normally pay attention to this, but you brought it up on a couple different occasions. I think it is something that um, we're getting more publicity about this year than in years past. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know who's pushing the narrative on it, but there's all kinds of talk of dry January. And, like, like now it's, like, a, a concrete thing. Like, it's something that the world does. Um, whereas I'm just like, 
okay, drink if you want to drink, don't drink if you don't want to drink. But there's some statistics that have been released on dry January that are pretty mind-boggling if you've got a problem with the bottle. Um, we'll get to that coming up. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. It's dry January. Jeff just reminded us a few minutes ago. Um, of course, there's benefits if you drink every day to stop drinking. You, I, I read stuff about it all the time. Your complexion gets better. Your blood pressure gets better. Um, I, you know, the whole like dry, dry January, January for me is like I don't drink every day, so I drink a little bit on the weekend sometimes. But anyways, yeah. So apparently, in a study, they found that um, if you abstain, so people that are considered severe alcoholics, um, then you should have a dry twenty three, twenty four, and on. I think severe alcoholics don't they have problems like with withdrawals if they're if if you're if you're labeled a severe alcoholic. Yes, if you're yes, if you're an alcoholic, then you just cold. You could die from quitting. Yeah, you need help. Which you is, need assistance. You need to talk to your doctor for sure. Which is which is uh, crazy for alcohol and alcoholism. Um, it's a it's a, I guess a medical journal that studies just alcoholism. They found that sixty three percent of severe alcoholics exhibit significant cognitive cognitive improvements within 18 days of quitting. So if they stop, so if you do dry January and you're a severe alcoholic, which I don't think the motivation of just the news telling you, oh, it's dry January and me and Jeremy talking about dry January is enough to move you in that direction if you're a severe alcoholic. But if you could get those severe alcoholics to stop drinking, whatever the reason, maybe it's dry January, maybe it's you know a DUI or something like that. Um, then uh, it it helps uh, restore some of the brain matter that you lose yeah. when you are drinking all the time. Very strange. What is all the time? Is intriguing. So if if I don't drink during the I week, but getting, maybe I getting drunk daily. If I get drunk on Friday, where where I think I'm, I'll say this: where you've drinking enough to where you're not, you definitely don't want to drive uh, or get in behind the wheel of a car. Which I would say is most Fridays and Saturdays for me, and I don't drive. Uh, but then that's it. And then, oh, well, maybe a clam digger, which is a Bloody Mary with Clamato, uh, before you ask, on Sunday for football. And then I don't drink again until the following Friday. That's not extreme. That is not. Okay. <laughs> no. Or severe. Okay. I just want to make sure. Cause my wife, like my wife seems to have another uh, answer. But no, sometimes we go out to dinner and we have wine. You know what the funny thing is? Until I was introduced to wine, I never drank outside of being social. Drinking's always been a social thing for me. So, like, I don't drink at the house. We have a bunch of booze here. I don't. I don't ever bring it out. Uh, why don't you work for? Why do you work from home then? <laughs> but the uh, but I when I would be the I do drink wine by myself uh, when I eat with food with food. So that that's kind of a different thing. Because the pairing way. aspect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You got it. You got it. You know, okay. uh, well, anyways, that's good news. I mean, maybe there's something to the whole dry January thing for, for severe alcoholics. Um, or what about just regular be- people that aren't severe alcoholics? But maybe they come home and they have a beer or two every day or every other day. And 
I, I was reading a lot of studies that, you know, your blood pressure, your sleep is a big one. If you have a hard time sleeping or staying asleep, uh, try cutting alcohol out if you drink it about every day or every other day and see if I that thought helps. It helps you go to sleep. Well, it, it helps you go to sleep, but then you wake up. That doesn't ever happen to you? Drink, and then I'll, I'll fall asleep, but then I'll wake up like two or three hours later, and then I have a hard time going back to sleep. Mm. Nope. So For me, it's about a 10-hour sleep. <laughs> Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Did you see the video of the uh, guy that did a backflip in Ohio? Um, and you're like, oh, guy does black backflip. That's that's not that's not too bad. This guy um, did a backflip as part of his field sobriety test. Oh, God. Uh, I, I did see this. <laughs> oh wait, no, I didn't. I saw something else. I saw a cop uh, demonstrating how to walk the line, but it was like a dance and a spin, and and uh, I did <laughs> just. So this yeah, guy uh, was like proving that he was sober by doing a backflip. Yeah, Tanner Watson's his name, um, and uh, and he said, you know, he was asked to do a field sobriety test, and the body camera video was released uh, about a month after he was arrested, or I so I guess it was in earlier uh, December, um, and uh, he said he told the police that he'd had anywhere between two and four beers. That's going to cause them to give you a a field sobriety test right there. Um, the officer who performed the traffic stop expressed doubt in his alleged level of intoxication. He said, your driving's pretty bad. Your eyes are super glossy and I can smell booze coming from you. So I want to run some sobriety tests on you. Um, and this guy said, okay. So he jumps out of his car and he said, but uh, listen, I, before I get into your uh, sobriety test, I just want you to see what I'm able to do. Um, and, um, I'm going to do a backflip, and then that way I'll prove to you that I'm clear-headed enough to operate a vehicle. <laughs> I don't remember the casually, them saying anywhere in driver's ed or in the book that, yeah, if you do a backflip, you're good to go. <laughs> the officer said on the, on the video, he goes, hey, that's pretty good, man. I can't, I can't do that, I'll tell you that. Um, but it wasn't enough uh, to distract the officer and um, – uh, he went through with the actual field sobriety test, and the guy went on to argue about what the straight line is. And then he was, yeah, because the field sobriety test, if you don't pay attention to cops or anything, it's really about following directions. It's really not about the test itself. <laughs> Even though if you can't stand up straight, the is, there's no way you should be behind a wheel. But I think he has gymnastics in his background, so like the backflip might be something he could do. Very easily. The walking in the yeah. straight line, not so much. Yeah. Let me show you my backflip. <laughs> yeah, I think the best thing you can do if you're in that situation is just very intently listen and follow the directions, specifically how they tell you to do it. And uh, try not to ask too many questions. Otherwise, yeah. But, what, you know, my thing is, why do we even do that? If you have a breathalyzer, just bring out the breathalyzer. I'll blow in it. If I'm under the you know the legal limit, then let me go. If I'm over it, then uh, then fine. Because you got also got to remember that if you're in this situation where you've had a couple of beers, and they ask you to start doing these things, what they're doing is they're getting 
evidence against you yes. to present in front of yes. a judge yes. that you're intoxicated. 100%. So the yes. more of these things you do, you know, the the more it could end up costing you in the long run. Where like you, arguing with the guy about what a straight line is after doing a backflip. That's yeah. probably not my favorite look good is in the court. I've been watching, you know, on Patrol Live, which is live PD since it's come back, and you know all the excuses people have. Uh, like, are you able to do this test? Just say no, because otherwise, like, oh yeah, I don't know, my back's kind of sore today, or I've got a bad knee. <laughs> nope. <laughs> See, well, do you have a breath test? Let me just take that, and I'll be done. Yeah. Good morning, it's Jeff and Jeremy. We're online at kzoz.com. I don't know if you saw this. If you didn't see this, tell me who this is. Talk. Having never been stoned, I don't see them as stoner movies. Exactly. I see them as movies about a police officer giving solid sound advice to a young, impressionable person. <laughs> One day. He's laughing. You don't know who does laugh that is? To me, it sticks out like a sore thumb. That's Seth Rogen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's that's having oh, never okay. been stoned. <laughs> <laughs> One day, having never been <laughs> having never been stoned. Uh, that is Steven Spielberg. He says he's never been stoned. Uh, he was out on the red carpet or somewhere with Seth Rogen, and a reporter from Variety magazine asked Steven what his favorite stoner movie was, and this is what he stoned. I don't see them as stoner movies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to take care of that. It's so funny. Um, you think about super bad or uh, what was the other one that he did uh, where he had the drug Pineapple dealer? Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's why they changed the name of the Pineapple Express to the Atmospheric River <laughs> because they didn't want to confuse it with the Stoner movie. Yeah, and you know Pineapple Express. You know why they called it Pineapple Express? Because that's like the name of a strain or something from Hawaii or something, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I never saw the movie. I'll Did you see dumb. the movie? I'll just say I've never done it. Oh Did you yeah, see the movie? oh yeah, I've seen it a few yeah. times. Was it funny? Oh yeah, it's very funny, very funny. Okay, all, all of his movies are funny. It, it, you know, you got to know what it is. It's it's you know, it's just a lot of this. <laughs> One day, <laughs> having <laughs> friend that I grew up with, he actually runs a marijuana shop. Him and his wife do in Anchorage. Yeah, I and um, he, he, he looks like Seth. He looks, uh, he like, looks Seth like Seth. He looks like Seth Rogen. Acts like Seth Rogen. I mean, it's just it's spot on. I think Seth Rogen's career is because of that laugh. This laugh, I think, has landed him more. <laughs> One day, <laughs> more uh, you know, more jobs than anything else. And you know, it's funny because I don't think he's done anything for a while. But I mean, stoners usually are kind of known to be lazy, so. I guess, you know, once you rack up enough, you can just, you can smoke as much as you need to smoke and relax, and there you go. Are you surprised? Do you believe Steven Spielberg when he... Having never been stoned, I don't see them as stoner movies. Exactly. Do you think he's never been stoned, the guy's Hollywood? No. No. Come on. I don't. I mean, and here's why. I go down there and, like... I meet people that are, and I don't know, maybe maybe he hasn't for this reason, but I meet people that are fringe, you know, like, you know, they're like uh, struggling comedians, struggling actors trying to get in, struggling producers, uh, people that work in the music industry. Film industry. And, we've met, remember that guy we met, we went to his apartment and he, yeah. had, he was, he was a film industry guy and he was working yeah. on a project and he was showing us. And, and everybody. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> at least smokes weed. <laughs> okay. Like that is like cigarettes. 
It's a weird <laughs> okay. town, man. We went down. Remember that couple we met that had that clown they would do videos of? I mean, this this is Chucky or I can't remember his name was. And oh, God. Remember that I clown? About it, and, they, I and they brought about the clown out, and everybody's getting high, and they're asking us. And at the time, we were not interested because, number one, it was illegal, so we didn't do it. Number two, anytime we tried it in college, it made us fall asleep. And mm-hmm. so we're like, no, we're good with our beers. And, you know, so they're like smoking, and, and, the, and the clown's just sitting there looking at me, and he's like a horror clown. And, it was uh, a ventriloquist. Yeah, it was it a wasn't, ventriloquist. I don't think his name was Chucky. Like, I think it was something. But else, it looked but, like Chucky. Yeah, it looked like Chucky, but it was. It was homie the clown, not homie. Smoke. I, I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. And and you know what? It doesn't even it doesn't even bear noting because I'm sure the clown act has been ditched. <laughs> like if they're continuing the clown, he act. was yeah. He was in. He worked special effects, and so he would do like costumes and design things. That and he made. This I forgot clown. about these people. And then the I, other girl was actually pretty attractive, and and uh, but she was a wing kind of out there a little bit. Like she had done way too much drugs. And she was really nice, but she was a little ditzy and out of it. Apparently, I had too, because I don't remember the details as much as you do. Oh well, yeah, you you and her friend uh, were rolling around in the bushes up by the cat and fiddle. Is I it- just think it's it's so strange to me that like like those type of people, those L.A. type of people, are so strange to me that I'm very quick to dismiss them and write them off and and and, and cast them out of my memory. Yeah. Because they're so weird. They're so weird. Yeah, no, it is a weird group. And so that was kind of my that point. Steve, the Steven Spielberg has never been around that is a bit insane and strange. Having never been stoned, I don't see them as stoner movies. Exactly. I see them as movies about a police officer giving solid sound advice to a young, impressionable person. <laughs> One day. How pathetic can some people be? I was behind this really, really old guy at the ATM. I don't know what it is about old people and technology, but it's just... They don't mix. It was like 10 minutes of, oh boy, here we go. Let's see here. Okay. I want to withdraw cash, so I have to touch where it says withdraw cash. Okay. Oh, I'm back to main menu. Oh boy. Here we go again. Could everyone please turn around? I have to put my secret security code in. So please close your eyes. Okay. One. Two. Three, four. Oh, I'm back to main menu. This thing's broken. I think when you get older, you just when we're 80, it'll be like a computer chip you put in your brain, and you just have to think about what you have to do, and then it'll just happen, and you just you still won't get it. Like, how do I turn the TV on? You just think about turning the TV on, Grandpa, and it goes on. Oh, okay. Grandpa, the, the coffee maker just went on. Were you thinking about coffee, Grandpa? Yeah, I, I like coffee. <laughs> well, think about the TV, okay? Oh, okay. Grandpa, you just sent me a fax that says you pooped your pants. Are you okay? Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOC. I feel bad for the old when stories like this. And this is uh, the situation... That's sad, but also a good reminder that we should probably test the elderly a little more extensively when it comes to having them 
obtain a driver's license. Like it needs to, it, you need to do it more often or something along those lines. This happened in Pennsylvania. A man, I don't know how you do this, but he crashed and flipped his car in a drive through car wash. Okay. <laughs> My gosh, how would you do that? He flipped it inside the car wash? Yeah, so he he's a, he's a seventy seven year old man. Oh, he must have been coming in and hot. He was very hot. Uh, lost control of his vehicle um, when he accidentally hit the accelerator instead of the brake. Okay, you'd have to really slam on it to hit the accelerator that that fast. And he went accelerating. And he went right in there, Starsky and Hutch style, right into the into the. Uh, car wash i'm looking at the pictures right now I'm, I'm just amazed and astonished at how this happens but he must have hit that little ramp you know the they have the the guide that takes you in and he hit it with such speed that it turned the car up on its side and skidded it th- part way through the car wash he was stuck in his car for 90 how minutes how mad would you be if you went to the car wash and this jackass is sideways can't get your car washed for the day like, are I you kidding that me mad it's if dusty. i was the last one in line if i was like the um the guy behind him <laughs> I would be very upset. Car washes are probably closed today, don't you think? <laughs> yes, I think it's I think it's very safe to say that car this washes. Be a good time for car wash people to go on vacation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We uh, we don't have a name for this guy because I think we feel bad for him. Car you're going to make him. You're going to make him dumbass of the day. Is that what you're going to do? Well, okay. Let's not make him dumbass of the day because maybe it's not fault of his own because the state of Pennsylvania is um, enabling them by saying, oh, yeah, you're fine to drive. Go ahead. Keep driving. The state of Pennsylvania should say, hey, you know what? Come in for more testing, um, and and we'll see where you're at with the whole driving thing. My favorite excuses in this type of situation, uh, to me, this just screams like woman that drives through convenience store, and she's like, oh, my foot slipped off the brake and hit the gas, or, oh, I accidentally hit the gas instead of the brake. Mm How do you do Why's that? Why's it got to be a woman? Way? That's very sexist. I because the instance I'm thinking of was a woman that, it, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, or man, or them, they, whatever. <laughs> Could be a them, they. Anybody, anybody that is uh, old or not uh, cognitively ready to drive a car. Anybody who says that? they accidentally hit the gas instead of the brake, I'm not buying it. Not buying it. That's never happened to me in all my years of driving. So I'm going to give it to the state of Pennsylvania, actually. All right, let's do for it. Saying, for, say, for saying, hey, you know, like the, the more thorough testing on this. And I, I think this goes for every state, to be honest with you. Like, once you hit a certain age, you should just be okay with the fact that you're hitting that certain age and you have to go in every once in a while more often for uh, some some driving uh brush-ups because i mean i think about it like when i have to take a test like when i had to take a test when i moved here i barely passed that test maybe it's something you can do in my 30s yeah maybe it's just something you can do online you go to the dmv website and you take this certain test and um if you pass online simulator yeah and then then until you get to a certain age where you have to go in but maybe you take that test once a year once you're over 75 i don't know yeah i know i know people in their 80s that can drive better than most people in their 20s or 30s. I'll give you what, one guess of what kind of car he was driving. Oh, Buick. 
No. No. <laughs> because Buick hasn't made it. Or no, they still do make Buicks, but they make it like just SUVs and stuff now. No, they make. They um, still make cars. They make a Buick Regal still? Are yeah, they still something like Buick? that. Yeah, I don't know what some, Are they still but... making the LeSabre? I don't uh, think so. The Buick LeSabre? I don't know about. I don't know about the that. The Enclave. The Enclave's a dope whip. I, 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 saw, I have a, a, a friend of my daughter's parents drive an Enclave, and I look at that, and I'm like, hey, that's a classy looking car. What kind of car is that? Buick? Oh, no, okay, never mind. They make the, uh, uh, the LaCrosse, the Regal, and a uh, Cascada, I think that's how you would say it. Okay. All right. He was driving a Camry. Oh. <laughs> That's the new senior center. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> they make a lacrosse. I like, oh, okay. Uh, ooh, this this uh, Cascada is a sports car. I don't look like your grandpa's Buick. See, that's the thing is Buick got out of the a whole... Um, you got to have a shelf in your back window to put a Kleenex box in. They still do that's have what, the Regal. That's why, that's why the old people drive the Camrys, because it's got a good back window shelf um, for your uh, little dog, your little cat, or your um, Kleenex box to sit in. And that's that's why they drive the Camrys. And I think Toyota's designing it away from that, because they're trying to get a younger, younger demo. I tell you, these lacrosses are pretty damn sharp. It kind of looks like a big BMW. And they got minivans, little SUVs, the Encore, the Envision. Look at all these Buicks out there. I had no idea there were so many Buicks. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Which one is the one that did go away? I know Oldsmobile went away. Buick um, did not. Um, but there was, Chrysler? I know Saturn, Saturn is, went is it, away. Chrysler's still a thing. Is it? Uh, yeah. It's Jeep um, Chrysler, but, but Dodge. Nobody's driving a Chrysler. What was the Chrysler back in the day? Minivan? That's all I know. Oh, yeah, they do minivans, don't they? Yeah, they do the minivan. They yeah. do it well. Yeah, they still have some cars out there, too. We were curious. You can get a Chrysler. Oh, by the way, next door neighbor bought a minivan. You know why he bought a minivan? Because I have a minivan. <laughs> His kids are out of the house. He just wanted to be I said, why'd you buy cool a minivan? Like I, I said, why'd you buy a minivan? He said, I got to move my daughter back from college. Where's yeah. your daughter go to college? Seattle. Oh, okay. Makes sense. They like, have yeah, a, I saw how much, how much stuff you could put into yours, and I had to go out and give me some. The Pacifica <laughs> minivan, they have the 300 still, which I'm surprised. I always like that car. Uh, but that's pretty much it. They're working on a concept car. It's probably going to be electric. It's called the Airflow. It's pretty sporty looking. Yep. But I wasn't driving an electric car yesterday. Anyways, uh, licensing departments, uh, throw, more thorough testing. You're, yes. you're Jeff and Jeremy. Dumbass of the day. <laughs> it's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. <laughs> Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.